Uh, so, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, we might be a little uh, behind schedule, so I'll get started. Uh, my name is Oki Mack. I am the Chief Product Officer for uh, Division of Acquisition with Health and Human Services. And Alex, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, but uh, he's a uh, contract support. Yep. So, you guys heard uh, Jose talk about HSS Accelerate at a high level, and you heard Lori and Ken talk about Buy Smarter. Uh, our goal today is to explain the why and the how, and try to simplify it, because you know, for, for those of you who are not in acquisition may not understand uh, the, whole, the whole concept. So we're trying to uh, simplify it, because our, uh, our thinking is that our business model can be expanded horizontally and vertically. It could be expanded to uh, finance, IT, IT security, HR, and any, any field that you, uh, that you have to deal with data. Uh, first of all, I do like my picture, though. I do like my picture a lot. <laughs> and the reason is, it, it makes me look uh, 10 years younger. <laughs> but I actually took that picture uh, five months ago when we started the project. So yeah. I have aged badly because of the project. Yeah. Uh, Does watching make you younger or older? Older. Because <laughs> uh, Jose doesn't sleep. And when he doesn't sleep, when the boss doesn't sleep, I don't sleep. So, so everything starts with uh, everything. I know. I'm a strategist. I don't talk much about um, technology when I go talk, do this talk because it's, technology is uh, secondary. It's really about the business process. It's really, it starts with what are you trying to solve. Uh, it's really about you know, the business that you're trying to solve. And in our business, it's data. I mean, the past two years alone, we have created more data than we have ever in our entire history of mankind. So just the past two years. So we have created all this data, um, and we don't know what to do with it. And then we start thinking about emerging tech. Uh, we start thinking about you know, ro robotic process automation. We talk about AI. Then it comes into play where do we trust the data that we're going to be using. And trust is the, the principle in any business. If you don't have trust, your business is not, it's not sustainable. And without trust in any relationship, uh, there's no relationship at all. So trust is big. It's a big, uh, it's a big thing within the federal government uh, as well as the actual data himself. Um, and the reason I start with the business need is because there is no such thing as a IT project. I've been an IT, I've been an IT technologist for uh, 18 years. I, I, I know the difference that. There's no IT project. There's a business project with IT component. It, the, the why is more, far more important than the how. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to say, oh, I want to do blockchain. Uh, I want to do this application. I want to do AI. I want to do uh, RPA. It doesn't matter. It starts with the, with the business. Um, so quickly, before I, my background is security, I'll talk a little bit about security, because we talk about use case, because this could be used in other use cases. Uh, it's really simplifying what we're trying to do. There's four steps that we're trying to do. Uh, we are trying to digitize the data. Right now, we're doing a lot of paper-based. We're doing acquisition. There's a lot of paper-based that we do. Uh, by digitizing the data, I'm saying that, hey, you know, when you submit something, to uh, say you, know, you submit something to, uh, to a job application, you type in your information, and then you attach a PDF document. What we're trying to do is pull the data out of that 
pull the text out of the document, digitize it, that way we could analyze it. So by, by pulling the information out, the document, we could analyze it. And when, when Jose talked about data taxonomy, uh, trying to uh, um, classify and cluster the data, we're using AI to do that. Uh, we're doing supervised uh, classification, which is you know when, when the data is in the table of some sort, that could be classified easily. But in some cases, the data in a, a word description somewhere that you could pull it out and cluster it. Uh, for example, say gloves, you know, when somebody submits something in a, in a contract, they want to describe gloves. They could say hand protection, uh, hand cover, glove, anything you want to describe. When AI could actually go in there in an unsupervised uh, effort, pull the information out and cluster it and saying, oh, you know, I think you're describing gloves. And that's how we start doing taxonomy into the data. So that's the second effort. The third effort is analyzing. Analyzing could be um, AI, could be analytics, could be anything too, because you need to compare the data. You need to understand the data. Human can never understand all the data. It's just, it's, it's almost impossible. We have so many data uh, that we have collected so far. So AI, uh, one of the things that we are doing is regression. Regression, AI regression is basically under, uh, analyzing the data and then taking that information, output it, and that would be the recommendation. It's a linear regression. Uh, you, you're assuming that the data that's inputted could, could provide you an output of recommendation. And then the last stage of all this is sharing. So it's a it's, it's very simple concept from a technology perspective. But you know, like I said, you know, it's, not, it's not about technology. I know we are in a blockchain conference but it's, it's, it starts with the business need and identifying and trying to solve the issue from the functionality perspective and the business perspective. So very simple four step, uh, digitize the data, apply data taxonomy, and analyze the data and share the data. Uh, and lastly, I want to talk a little bit about uh, security. I think uh, I know there's a lot of use cases could be used for blockchain, could be supply chain, acquisition, HR, IT, anything else, but I think uh, Blockchain will have the biggest impact on cybersecurity. Uh, when you talk about, uh, when you describe blockchain, you describe, when you're using word for in the build, in, uh, transparency, visibility, uh, timestamp, provenant, uh, those words are all describing security. It's, it's, it's a main component of cybersecurity. Uh, when you think about cybersecurity, you think about three, three pillars of cybersecurity, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Uh, in terms of confidentiality, it's uh, you know the data when the, when you capture the data transaction, the confidentiality, the data is uh, encrypted at rest and encrypted in transit. So that covers the confidentiality of uh, security. In terms of integrity, uh, you can you can't hack into the uh, blockchain database. It's almost 99.999 percent because. Uh, it has provenance, it has timestamp, it has a record of things that have happened. Uh, so, and lastly, on cybersecurity is availability. I mean, you will always have a record of the transaction that you could always rebuild if you lose any information. So that covers the cybersecurity component of it. And what we are looking at, and, and another cybersecurity use case is uh, logs, log files. Uh, in, if you guys are familiar with cybersecurity, it's, it's all about logs. It's all about log files. And what does log file do? It's just uh, 
uh, a description of the transaction. And what, what is that? That's, that's actually blockchain. It, it, it captures uh, transaction information from operating systems, database applications, as well as uh, um, OS and network as well. So if you could capture the transaction, the log files, instead of uh, in a log folder where sysadmin could actually go in and manipulate it, if you actually put that in the blockchain that cannot be changed, that is uh, one single truth of record. And I have done forensic investigation before. In some cases, you can't even find the log files. I mean, in some cases, the log management is so bad in a lot of uh, information system infrastructure. If you could capture the log and it can never be changed, that's the record of the truth, you could always do investigation on things. And that ties into uh, the CDM program as well that uh, Homeland Security is doing. So. Uh, with that, I'll turn it over to uh, Alex to talk uh, Agile, DevOps, and any approach that we've been doing. Yeah. No, um, thank you. Okay, so my name is Alex Zelenovich, so if you know, pronounce that. Um, so I um, do work for um, a company called Sapient, and we do a lot of uh, all of those implementations. If you look over there, there's a lot of materials you can read about uh, case studies, interesting kind of educational stuff. So feel free to grab it from the table. But what I'm going to talk to um, talk you said give you a little bit more insight and around sort of what I call the dirtiness of the blockchain implementations. So in other words, like what happens, what do you need to do? How do you make things operational that Jose just talked uh, um, this morning? How do you achieve such a great, uh, a great return on investment? And what is the, what is the secret, some of the secret sauce? Um, and uh, in terms of that, I'm going to talk to you about the five, those key elements of those um, secret sauce. The first, um, the first uh, most important is the human-centered design. So you may ask yourself why blockchain matters when it comes to human human-centered design? Well, it does, because blockchain is not a back-end solution. If you've seen what Ken has nicely showed there, there's a lot of users, lots of interactions, a lot of data. People need to understand that. So you actually start first with the user and their experience and what they need, and then you backtrack into the data, right? Um, because data should follow that. Um, that is a very intuitive, but very hard to do. And actually in doing all this project, we went and talked with um, probably a, no, over uh, 50 or 80 different kinds of meeting with, with users. So, so many folks to understand that. Um, that, is, that is the first thing to success. So blockchain is not back-end solution. Second thing is um, what Oki has emphasized is the way you build it. Okay. So how many of the folks here in the room are doing the waterfall software development? Nobody's brave enough to raise your hand. <laughs> That's very good, actually. You shouldn't be doing this in this, this, this stage. All right. So blockchain is so flexible. Uh, and particularly when you start layering AI and other tools is they allow you to do a lot of things really fast. So no wonder Lori said, hey, you know, since, uh, you know, Jose arrived within a few weeks, we have seen lots of things going on there. That is a consequence of DevOps and Agile. So like you iteratively develop things in two increments of two weeks, three weeks, you deploy it, you deploy it, check it out, turn it around, change it, as opposed to, Oh, let me think what your requirement is. Okay, now let me think more and more. And I'm gonna build something, and wait, I'm not gonna show you anything. Wait, wait until we make it perfect. And here's a perfect one for you. And then you're gonna go, 
That is not what I needed. And you go, okay, don't worry about it. We're going to go back here. What is the requirement? I'm sure going to get it this time. It must be. must be you didn't have your coffee, so you were telling me uh, nonsensical requirements. I'm going to do it again, right? So hope that this process will work is zero hope. Um, so only Agile and Davos particularly works with the, with the blockchain. Um, also, any, if anybody tells you what's going to happen in the next 10 years, um, it's probably a little bit of pipe dream. So um, in a year, so many things change. So, um, so that's why you want to have more, more Agile and more DevOps technology so you can, you can deploy faster. But your second, second thing, the third thing, um, I think what's just crucial is to understand the blockchain is not going to destroy your legacy systems. It's not going to be like, I'm going to take an ax and destroy everything I have and then start from scratch. It's not sort of system. It is a um, way, a nice intelligent way, if you, if you combine with microservices data layer to connect your data. Right? So, so when you do, when you start doing that, so all the systems you have kind of start playing nice and be interoperable, right? Actually, blockchain is kind of very, um, very cool for that, um, to play well with these systems. And you've seen this in what Jose has been talking. None of the systems at HHS were shut down or none of the systems were said, okay, well, we're building this new thing and now don't use these seven things until we get this going on. No, it is, it is, it is essentially ongoing. So that is very, very important news. And then, um, then the next, uh, the next one, um, what I would say is not that just the interoperability external with the blockchain, um, but also internal. So which means is, you know, today, um, you know, um, we're thinking of use, using Hyperledger and it seems to be, seems to be working fine. Tomorrow, there's a new, there's new open source engine blockchain that works better. You can just take what you have right now in a Hyperledger, get it up, put that new engine. You're not going to be destroying anything because it's all modular and mi microservice, right? So you can actually change the components from inside as well as the outside, right? Um, which is super, super good um, when it comes to solutions like, um, like a blockchain. Um, and final sort of thought from this and come from, uh, from any of the blockchain work, and I'm not just seeing it here in, in health, but other industries um, that I worked in, including the energy and finance and retail, um, is, is this notion that people like to start big. Some people like to start big. And that is doomed typically for a big failure. So, um, so the reason is the reason is is that um, there's so much complexity of IT, there's so much complexity of business process, so many other things. So that by focusing on a smaller things, more releasable chunks, using DevOps Agile, focusing on the users, focusing on interoperability, that can give you more of that ROI faster. And by doing these smaller things, you can you can actually go fast. So like um, so in whatever you whatever you're thinking in, in actually doing the actual blockchain, um, you know don't start the megalomanic way. Um, start it very small scale and then um, and then actually um, you can you can uh, you can develop it pretty fast. By the way, that's how Amazon started. Somebody remember Amazon? It's a bookstore. You can buy, yeah, exactly. You were that old to remember Amazon. <laughs> so it's a bookstore. Um, they really laughed at. Um, but they were very microservice, very, and so all of a sudden you can rebuild everything. Like, by the way, they used um, only, pro if process can take two to three months to build a new service, that's it. 
It's modularized, move on next, move on next. Before you know, you can now you have mechanical Turk on Amazon all the way to buying fresh food. That's a, that, kind of, that, that's the kind of logic, and I'm really glad that um, that's coming up there, um, both in a commercial world and in a, in a government. But if there's anything to remember from the dirty world of implementation, making these things ha uh, work is the, remember, it has to be agile, think about users, Think about starting in small. Think about interoperability and be nice to your legacy systems. So, and I think, I think you're going to go far. So, well, thank you so much. Um, Turning floor back to you, Oki. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.